0: This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average to Savage podcast. Our special guest today is former NFL player Dexter McCluster. Thanks for coming on, Dexter. How's it going? It's
1: going pretty
0: good. Thank you, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, let's go back a little bit. You grew up in Florida, and how'd you how'd you get involved playing football at the very beginning?
1: From Tampa, Florida, um, and you know, um, as a young kid, you know, I, I just kind of uh, football attracted me. You know, my mom and my dad—they saw from especially at an early age, and you know, once I touched that ball, man, the rest is history. I just, I just love to compete,
0: and it was just in me from the beginning. Gotcha, gotcha. And I know you played uh, basketball and you ran track in high school. So, what, what was that uh, like too? Um, gotcha. you
1: know, I I wasn't too good at basketball. I could, I could play defense, but my jump shot was kind of broken. <laughs> but, you uh, know, I, I just did uh, try to stay in shape and just keep my body to where it
0: needs to be for the football field. Gotcha, gotcha. And I always ask all the athletes that come on my show, so out of high school, what was your recruiting process like? Yeah, so um, I
1: went to a small school called Largo High School. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of teams, they, they said I was too small. You know, I wanted to go to uh, Florida State, but... You know, uh, Bobby Dobbins said I was too little. I wanted to go to Florida. They said I was too little to play offense. So, you know, I was kind of uh, I was kind of frustrated, you know, because I know the type of player I was. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was the of. And side never was an issue uh, to me, in my mind. I knew I could go out there and compete with the best of them. But, uh, you know, it came down to uh, old Miss and West Virginia. And uh, old, uh, Coach Ed Ozeron, which is now LSU,
0: mm-hmm. he
1: came to my house to convince me to come take a visit. And. When I went to Old Miss and saw the culture and just saw how much fun you know everybody was having down there, it just felt right. So, when me and my father got back on the plane uh, to head back to um, the table floor and I told him, hey, I know I want to go. I'm going to Ole Miss. And it worked out for me. And probably the best decision of my life, really.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, overall, what was your experience like there at Old Miss?
1: Yeah, my experience at Old Miss, it, it was fun. You know, and, uh, um, I started out my first game as a freshman. Uh, we did a trick play, they call
0: it the cluster Fluster.
1: I mm-hmm. uh, scored my first touchdown. I think I had just turned 18 years old, so I was like a kid in the so Story. Kind of an unbelievable moment. But, you know, um, Ed O'Grand was a great head coach, but once he left and Houston Nutt came in, he, he started from the special area and put me in the right situation to be successful. My junior and senior year, man, I just took off, man. I, I think, you know, uh, with, with coach, coach Nutt coming there, he kind
0: of elevated my career. Yeah, definitely. And was there a moment you were like, wow, I have like a real shot to make the NFL?
1: Yeah, um, it happened my junior year, you know, uh, like I said, uh, I was coming into my own. Uh, I was mm-hmm. back at running back, you know, uh, running back in my first position, that's something I truly love to do, mm-hmm. and get the ball in my hands early and make something happen, and uh, you know, that, that first cotton ball uh, that I played in uh, my junior year, ended up getting an injury team in that one, and I was like, you know what, man, it, it's getting close to my, my senior year, man, I got a ball out my senior year, and I, I think I have a shot. And I think that game, my senior year, when we played uh, the Tennessee Bones, I think I scored four touchdowns. I think I rushed for 282, and all-purpose yards were 300. So I think that game right there alone was kind of uh, you know, what got me drafted and drafted
0: so high. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, actually, that was going to be my next question, too. What do you consider yourself more, a running back and a wide receiver? But you kind of answered it.
1: I, I think to answer your question uh, I'm more of a running back you yeah. so, uh, know that's, that's my first one, that's something that I grew up doing and um, I've always been good with the ball in my hand early but uh, I can get with the receiver because I'm just an overall athlete yeah, yeah. but I, I running back is my home It's always was in
0: my home and, and what was uh, what was draft day like
1: draft day yes <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of knew I wasn't going to you know go in the uh, the first round uh, I knew I'd be lucky if I did because the doctor had on me by being too small or whatever mm-hmm. but um I know day two I had I had a good I had a great feeling that I was gonna get picked up. And I uh, ran out of venue me and my family. I invited the whole neighborhood uh, there. Um had a camera crew so I put a lot of pressure on myself but I did something told me that I was gonna get drafted. And I'm glad I did the Kansas City Chiefs call, uh second pick on the third thirty uh, sixth overall, uh, in the second round and, mm-hmm. and the rest was history. though, so draft after I got that call, you uh,
0: know, did some interviews and the rest of the night was a party, man. Me, my family, my friends. Yeah, now going into the draft, uh, what other teams talked to you besides the Chiefs, and did you think the Chiefs were going to draft you? Yeah, um, so I, I worked out a few teams. Um, I'm kind of drawing a blank of all the teams that I actually worked out for, but I visited uh, the Denver
1: Broncos. Mm-hmm. I think I visited uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns. And, you know, Kansas City came. Those were going about maybe a week or so before the draft, they came to my high school, and um, they said they're such a coach. And I did. I caught some punch for them, caught some kickoffs, uh, ran some routes, and left. So I'm like, okay, well, they probably won't draft me because it just came so late. But uh, they ended up drafting it. man. So I, it was it was kind of a surprise
0: because they came in so late. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. What was it like just stepping on the field for the first time and playing in your first NFL game?
1: Yeah, man, it was uh, in Arrowhead Monday Night Football. I believe I, I had just turned 21 uh, that game, and. You know, uh, just walking into the uh into the stadium and just feeling the electricity, man, like it's nothing like Chief fans. I know a lot of people, you know, um, uh, they disagree with me, but playing in the air is an unbelievable experience, man. One of the best stadiums I played in my life. But, you know, like I said, I had just turned twenty one and a uh, quick story, you know, um Javier he was our point return and I hadn't been doing any, any action at point return and I didn't think I was going to. And out of nowhere, I heard the head coach, Todd Haley, whisper to our special teams coach and say, Hey, I want to see what McCluskey can do. And when he said that, man, I was nervous. So I went out there. Uh, it was a light drill. And I was like, Dex, just catch the ball. That's so all you have to Catch the ball. I to one yard, no yard, just catch the ball. And uh, when I caught it, I, I saw I had some room. And ended up being a 94 yard uh, punt return to the house on my first punt return. So. That's, that's crazy that's the story I'm gonna tell all my grandkids when I get
0: older yeah definitely that, that's crazy and yeah isn't Arrowhead yeah. like the loudest crowd I think in the NFL or something at, at one point in time it was
1: so yeah, yeah. it was uh, the Seattle Seahawks for a long time yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, actually when I was in Kansas City uh, we broke that record and it lasted for a couple of weeks and then the uh, Seahawks took it over again but yeah. I would say it's in the top two most definitely
0: yeah, yeah yeah in 2013 you were named a Pro Bowler so what what did that mean to you yeah
1: it meant a lot you know yeah. Uh Coaching. As you can tell, he's still having success. He has a caring for talent. You know, he, when he sees it, he puts it in the right situation. You know, just knowing that, hey, I made my first Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. I get to take my family to Hawaii, a place that I never thought I'd ever go. You know, so mm-hmm. I brought my own family to Hawaii. Um, they got a chance to experience it, meet some players, get some autographs. And just knowing that, you know, Dexter McCluster accomplished something that I can, uh, uh, can be able to uh, pass down to my family so they can share the experience with me, man. It, it was unbelievable.
0: Yeah. My life. yeah, definitely. It's like anytime you make an all-star team like that, you're always considered that, you know? Like now your, your right. name, definitely. right before your name, is definitely. Pro Bowler Destiny. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Most definitely. And at the time, I didn't think yeah. about that, but, you know, as the years go on, you know, that all-pro Pro, pro Bowler is still with my name. So it, yeah. it's, it's a lifetime achievement. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then after the Chiefs, you went on to play for uh, the Titans and the yeah. Chargers. Uh, what was yeah. that like?
1: Yeah, so uh, Tennessee, man, I still live here. Uh, I bought mm-hmm. a home here about three years ago, but I've been here since I was with the Titans. So overall, I've been in Tennessee for about, almost six years now. And, um, you know, we've been experience. It was different. coming from Kansas City, where it's really fan-oriented. Uh, everybody knows everybody in the front office. It was a standard. And mm-hmm. not the Titans, were really famous, but it was kind of a cultural shock, because everybody didn't seem to be on the same page when I was getting here. You know, they were kind of still uh, rebuilding things, and trying to get, you know, the front office and everything situated, but again, you know, I had some great moments here, had a great time, ended up being here for two years, uh, met a lot of good people, made a lot of plays, and, you know, um, it was, like I said, a, a great experience, and with the Chargers, I was there for one year, but that ended up having, you know, due to a, uh, an injury that I suffered at home,
0: actually, mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, the Chargers, you know, I played a couple games for them, but I didn't get a chance to experience everything on the field, but off the field, that it was a great experience. Gotcha, gotcha. And could you give me, like, a rundown of what a day in the life of, like, an NFL player looks like?
1: Who a day in the life. <laughs> well, well, first of all, you probably, you're probably getting up about 5.30 in the morning.
0: Every day? Yeah, every day. Um, maybe grabbing some breakfast, kissing your kids uh,
1: and your wife uh, goodbye till, till later. And uh, you go over to the uh, stadium, uh, they have breakfast for you. You eat breakfast. You have the choice to work out in the morning or after you practice in the afternoon. So uh, if you don't work out, you know you're writing a uh, special teams meeting for about thirty minutes. After special teams, you break up until offensive, and defensive meeting. You're in there for a while. Then you break up into individual meetings with your running back, coach, receiver, offensive line, defensive line, whatever it may be. You're in there for almost <laughs> almost two hours, and then you're on the field for practice for about two and a half hours, three hours. After that, you know you got time to take your shower. Uh, well, work out first, take your shower. Eat lunch, have a little bit of downtime. Then you know, we're back in Special Kings meeting uh that afternoon to watch the film of what we practiced today. Then you break up again and talk to offensive defense, watch all of the film. So you're done you're done around about five thirty in the afternoon. And so I, I didn't get home until about six, six thirty every day. So I'm huh. going from six to six.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. People definitely yeah, don't right. realize that, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, so it, it's definitely a job when I when I say yeah. uh you know, I'm going to work. A lot of
0: people say, going to
1: work? They just playing football. Yeah. Don't, know, don't get it twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's more work, man. You, you're in school all day and you get all day. So it, it's
0: definitely a job. Now, what, what do you think was harder, like doing like the NFL routine or doing the student-athlete routine, like going to class and football? Oh, no, it, it,
1: it's definitely the NFL because it's a it's learning state. You know, they invest a lot of money into you. And in college, you know, you don't get paid. So yeah. Obviously, you have you have the tutors and all of that. So um, in the NFL, they invest a lot of money into you, so you have to study. If you don't study, if you don't come to the game every day, you can be going like that. You know, you, everybody's replaceable. So I would definitely say the NFL and, and just the weight that it carries, you know, and, and the responsibilities and accountabilities, it, it, it was definitely the hardest.
0: Yeah. Now I know the last few years you've been you've been uh you played in the CFL and you played some arena football. Yeah. So w- what's that been like? And then. Can you tell me what the difference playing in those leagues versus the NFL is? Yeah, well, definitely.
1: Uh, the CFL, obviously, the, uh, the field is wider, the field is longer. Yeah. The uh, field goal post is right on the, in front of the end zone. So, it's, you know, you, you can you can really have a player in the middle of a play can actually run to the goal post on accident trying to cover a guy. Um, it, it's a lot of different rules, you know, uh, in the CFL. and It was definitely an experience. That's something that grew up playing. It was definitely a culture shock. And as far as the eight AM, you know, I played with the Massachusetts Pirates this year and a great opportunity. It's a great experience, you know. Um it's smaller and uh, you gotta worry about the world so to speak, they say, you know, you run into the wall and every play. And you, you get you're a little closer to the fans, so you kinda interact a little more with them, dance a little more with them. You know, so that was a fun aspect of it. But you know, only one I wanna look back there and tell my, my kids and show my you know, my nieces and nephews, whatever it may be that yeah, you know, Pompop, he did everything under the sun, you know. And I, I, I maximized
0: everything, every opportunity I had, and, you know, uh, I was a bad boy. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And what's your future goals for football? Are you trying to get back into the NFL? Are you trying to, like, trial for the XFL? I'm glad, I'm glad you said
1: that. You know, everybody always tells me. You know, trying to get back to the NFL, I said no, man, like, I've, I've done I've done what I did. I did seven years in the NFL, and right now I don't think it's part of my plan, though I think. Mm-hmm. to get my name out there to enjoy that experience and, and, you know, help motivate and everything. But my main thing is when the door opens, you got to walk through it, whether it's good or bad, and see what happens. You know, so that's what I'm doing right now. And um, so about four years now, I've been training uh, college running backs for the NFL combine. Mm-hmm. I ended up with most Performance here in Nashville. So I do that in, in my uh, down and down time, but... Other than that, I've been hearing from a lot of SSL teams, a few of them, uh, we, which I've chatted with, so um, that may be my next step. You know, I, I plan on playing one more year because of my older daughter. She will be in high school mm-hmm. and next year, and I told her I would retire when she gets to high school, and I didn't know that it was going to come this fast, so <laughs> I got
0: one more to take. All right, I'll take it. What about, have you ever considered coaching?
1: Yes, I actually started coaching a um, high school out here in Brentwood. Uh, it's uh,
0: called
1: Ravenwood High School. Yep. Um, that's before I went to the CSL. You know? So I, I did the spring with them and I started the summer and then got the call to go play in the CSL. And it was something that I really enjoyed. You know? yeah. um, I was actually the, the head um, coach for the freshman team. And just, just to be able to actually you know, they see
0: what I've been through so they're hungry to learn. They want to they get to the levels that I've been on. So be was a
1: get experience that I was out there every day with my cleats on, continuing with them, running with them, and showing them—you know what, what it takes. You know? So that's something I'm definitely going to look into, maybe in the near future.
0: Yeah, I think I think you would be a good coach. Even though I briefly just talked to you for the last 15 minutes, but I think I think you got it. <laughs> and uh, what advice would you give to like a young football player or even a young athlete, like trying to get a D1 scholarship or trying to make it to a pro league? What advice I would give? I would just say, uh, just
1: believe in yourself, man. You know, it's going to be a lot of people to try to deter you from what you want to do or what you want to accomplish. But at the end of the day, they don't have to say so. They don't have to strap up. They don't have to go out there and do the things that you do. So just believe in yourself, man, and don't take no foreign answer. My thing is, man, I know you've probably been seeing it on my Instagram, but the underdog wins, man. All my career, I've always been an underdog, but I've never been denied. You know, So just take that positive uh, attitude and, and just don't take no foreign answer. And first and foremost, make sure you're doing your schoolwork. So that that's, that's most important, but not that
0: not even look at you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And are you ready for some fun questions? They're going to go from average to savage. Let's do it. All right. What's your uh, favorite song right now? My favorite song right now. Oh,
1: let's see. Uh, that Drake and Rick Ross, Money in
0: the Grave. All right. When you're not playing football or training, what do you like to do?
1: I shoot poor. You know, I'm definitely, I'm a poor start, So I'm taking on anybody that thinks they, they got a chance with DMC. So that's something I've uh, done in my past time, and I love to do
0: it. All right. You got to get some challengers out there. Yes, sir. If you had to do a jersey exchange with anybody in football, who would you want to do it with? Uh,
1: it might be too late now, but I'm pretty sure he has them laying around. But i definitely say say uh, Barry Sanders. That's somebody that I really looked up to my whole career. And if not him currently right now,
0: um it would have to be um odell odell beckham all right last one if you didn't like make it to the nfl or you weren't a pro football player what do you think you would be doing
1: if i wasn't a football player what do i think i'd be doing um oh, because i'm i'm a likable guy you know so i think i'm a people
0: person so hey, you know, i'm gonna be motivational speaking so Yeah, yeah i could see it and uh i appreciate you coming on and can you let the people know where they can follow you on social media
1: yeah, so you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Dexter McCluster. Follow me on Instagram, the same, uh, Dexter McCluster. I'm, I'm hands-on with it. I respond. I post every day. You might be trying to, trying to be positive, but that's what I do. I like to motivate and I like to show, you know, that you know I'm a real person and, and I, I face the same challenges you guys do. So make sure you hit that follow button, man. I'm, I'm
0: waiting on you. <laughs> I got you. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on and uh, good luck uh, next season. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.